0: welcome to episode 141 of stage i'm your host phil rickaby stage is a podcast about people in canadian theater featuring conversations with actors directors playwrights and more i can hardly believe that in a few days i'm heading out to the east coast to present my play the commandment at the fundy and halifax fringes i'm incredibly excited and 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 just a little bit freaking out to be performing this play again uh But if you're in Toronto, I will be presenting The Commandment for One Night Only at the Red Sandcastle Theatre on Thursday, August 16th. You'll find details and ticket information at homebodyproductions.ca. Speaking of the East Coast, you're going to be hearing a bit about some of the shows at these fringes over the next few weeks, so watch out for interviews and special Fringe Roundup episodes from both the Fundy and Halifax Fringe Festivals. If you have a comment about the show or just want to drop me a line, you can find Stageworthy really on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at stagereallypod, and you can find the website at StageWorthyPodcast.com. Really if you want to drop me a line, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at philrickaby, and my website is philrickaby.com. My guest is Alina Needham, who is presenting her new play, Passing Notes, at the Fundy Fringe Festival starting August 21st. Alina, your show that you're taking to the Fundy Fringe is called uh, Passing Notes. Yes. Can you tell me about what, what Passing Notes is about?
1: Uh, well, uh, passing, I, I guess the place for me to start uh, would maybe be to uh, speak a little bit about uh, someone I was friends with who gave me some of the inspiration to start the script okay um his name was bob he was quite well known here um, in our city here in london um, he was a very very popular spiritualist medium and i had the opportunity to meet him and we became friends pretty quickly and he shared a lot of of his experiences and his stories with me um Not really about people that he had done readings for, per se, but, you know, experiences that he had had going on various retreats and places that he's traveled to and some of the things that he's witnessed and things that have happened. And basically, some of his stories is what inspired me to start the script because... Some of the things that he told me, you know, had had a bit of an effect. A couple of things made the hair in my arm stand up. And I thought, wow, that's got to be written into something, Bob. So so that's kind of where it started. So Passing Notes is um, it's a story about three people. Um, none of them are seemingly known to each other, but through connections that they share on the spiritual plane, that's where their stories converge and collide.
0: And this, this is a, a, a solo show that you're doing. Have you ever done a, a solo, a solo performance before?
1: No, I have not. This is my first uh, solo performance.
0: How, do, how does that feel for you? I mean, you are uh, just a couple of weeks away from performing it. How does mm-hmm. that, how do you feel?
1: Um, well, I, 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 feel very excited about it. Uh, you know, to, mm. to be honest, I, I, I feel very excited. I, of course, I, I feel very nervous as well. Um, but I, you know, writing a, a solo show was just something that that I wanted to take on, you know, as a writer and as a as a performer. Um, I've performed in some fringes here in town uh, with groups, you know, um, the the last fringe that I did was with a group here in London called Theatre Provocateur. Um, And their pieces are often, you know, something with a a social justice kind of a statement. So I did some things like that. Um, Had a really great experience, but I have always uh, wanted to create something that for me kind of reminded me of things that I like, things that I'm entertained by, you know, I, I grew up watching black and white twilight zones. I'm, I'm a fan of horror fiction, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, then of course the experiences, uh, from my friend who he shared those with me. So, um, that was what motivated me to want to put this into a solo show.
0: I'm always curious about what drives people to, to create a solo show. Mm -hmm. Um, as somebody who, who, you know, I'm, bringing my solo show to the Mm -hmm. Fundy Fringe. right? Um, And so, you know, as somebody who's performing a solo show, I'm really curious about what makes other people want to do it too. And, you know, as a, as a writer, there's a certain, you know, you might think that, okay, this play could be done with, you know, there's three actors, whatever. What is it? But what is it that made you decide that you needed to tell this story as a, a solo performer?
1: Um to be so again you know I'll just kind of go back to the the start of the process it it didn't start out that way um it started out as a play with four or five different characters in it you know so there initially there were different characters in this show and i started writing the script maybe about a year and a half, close to two years ago, was when I sat down and just disciplined myself to just start the thing. And once I got it out and looked back on it, it just didn't carry the effect that I wanted it to. It almost came across as a bit corny, you know, and and I found for for some reason, writing it as something for more than one performer to do, I found myself relying on a lot of things like, sound effects and and different kinds of visual effects and things like that to really convey what I was trying to do. So I just Mm. kind of shelved it. And I thought, okay, you know what, maybe now's just not the time. So I put it away. And it kind of called back to me, you know, a, a little bit later around, around Christmas time, 2017, around that time, it started to call back to me a little bit. And I thought, I know what I'm trying to do. But what I've done is corny and, and I, and I just don't want to do this. So I just got the idea. What if you approached it as a solo show? So of course doing that really made me, it had, it forced me to kind of shave it down to the bits that needed to be there versus things sure. that were there just to maybe fill space. Um, yeah. And I, I found that doing it, basically the, the effect that I wanted to create was that, feeling that I felt when I heard these stories for the first time and I felt that doing it as a solo show just did a better job at creating that effect. Um, and hopefully what? it won't be corny. <laughs> I don't feel, <laughs> I don't feel that it is, but you know that, that that's up for uh, the audience to decide. Right. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I mean, this is, are you do going to do a, uh, like, are you going to try it out in front of some people first or are you just going to go, go in, to uh, Fundy Fringe and, and throw it on stage and see what happens.
1: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm quite fortunate. I've got uh, a lot of friends um, in my my circle of friends here who have been very gracious. They, they've come to my home. They've watched rehearsals. You know, I've gotten feedback from people. So um, my my husband, uh, Bill, actually had asked if he could direct it because that was mm-hmm. kind of the first test of what I had created was – worth putting out there was when I did a read through of the script for bill and he thought, wow I really like that can I be a part of it somehow so I said well why don't you direct it so um mm-hmm. so I mean I'm, I'm not doing a a formal performance in a venue but certainly it, it has mm-hmm. been seen by people whose opinions I put a great deal of trust in
0: That's good. That's good. I always found, I found the first time that I performed uh, my play, the commandment, actually when I was going to do it at the, at the Hamilton fringe, um, I needed just for myself before I did it in front of that audience to at least do it in front of uh, a trusted group of of Mm -hmm. people Um, because I needed to, it was such having an audience, sort of change things. And in fact, as I sort of revise it, as I revisit it, and a lot of the time I'm working on my own right now, the, the, the importance of having somebody else in the room is highlighted Mm -hmm. for me that it becomes, it's more difficult to, to think of it or to perform it with no audience, even if that person is a, is a, is a director. So it's, I found it really Mm. helpful to have a group of people that did not prevent me from feeling like I was going to vomit the first time (laughs) I was going to perform.
1: Well, and I I have to tell you the first time um, I worked with uh, the the group that I worked with the last time that the first time that we did a fringe show together, it was 2010 and it was something that we had written collectively as a group. Um, And right up until, the second it was my turn to walk out, absolutely. You know, it's like, Oh, walking out the back door is still an option, you know, and then it's like, No, it's not. It's <laughs> go do it. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I every time I've presented something new, there's there's you know, there's a moment in, in every play where there's an, an audience reaction that's expected. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get it, you're like, Okay, this is not gonna work. If they don't react here, it's not gonna work. And so until I until I hit that point in any performance the first right. time like if I'm performing something new, I don't know if it actually works until that point. And so it's just a, like a ball of tension until, oh, there it is. There's that reaction that I needed. Yeah. No,
1: I, I can appreciate that. And I have to tell you, so I mean, when we got the notice um, a few weeks ago from the communications team at the Fringe um, to put a synopsis together, I, I really struggled with that exercise to try to condense this, into 60 words that were compelling. So I, I had a group of friends over and uh, performed it in my basement. Um, my, my partner, Bill's in a band. So, he you know, I borrowed the band's lighting rig and we, we tried to recreate, you know, a theater mm-hmm. venue as much as we could um, so I could get their feedback to help me compose the synopsis. And it was kind of interesting because, you know, you had mentioned, well, there's the reaction that you're expecting. So certainly there's the parts and the pieces that I think are very compelling and maybe more interesting than other parts. But what was really cool was, you know, having my friends talk about what they found interesting or the things that stuck with them. And I was just surprised by some of that, you know, it's like, Oh, that part, you know, so that, that was kind of cool too. Were the things that the audience took
0: away very different from what you were expecting them to take away?
1: Um, No, no, not, not radically different. Um, You know, certainly Following what I, you know, just following the storyline and and keeping up with, you know, the different things that were being presented. Um, it, it 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 did translate for the most part as I wanted to, you know. And then of course the things that don't are the things that you work on, right? Or,
0: um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, were, were you drawn the lottery? Yes, I was. I was on the waiting list. I was number two on the waiting list. Um, and uh found out like a week ago
1: yes i noticed yeah i noticed that you just beat out and so I, I
0: was like and you know what here's the thing that i said to myself i said okay so i'm doing the halifax fringe so there's a certain point at which i have to buy my plane tickets to go to halifax and somehow i know as soon as i buy those tickets yeah <laughs> i'm gonna get into the fundy fringe so and that is exactly what happened so um, right. what is your thing your theater origin story what is it that, that that drew you to theater
1: uh well certainly um childhood you know was was where it started you know I was always that kid that was in the play and um the high school I went to here in London it's it's got quite a reputation for having a strong theater program So, I was involved with that. And initially, when I left high school, I won't uh, mention what year that was, but when I left high school, um, Humber uh, Theaters, the the, the theater program at Humber, uh, was where I was, as I thought, destined to go. So, I went to that program and not. Learned pretty quickly that in that particular, at at that particular time, that particular place, it wasn't the right fit for me at that time. You know, so I I did not finish. I chose to come back to London and kind of took a different career path and kind of built a life for myself outside of the theater world, you know, certainly still went and saw a lot of plays and things like that, but kind of took the attitude, um, you know, early in my 20s that, yeah, maybe this really just isn't for me, you know. And it was a few years later, um, I work at a at a nonprofit agency that uh, serves people that have mental health issues. And that's when I met uh, some of the theater provocateur people. And they came to me, nothing to do with theater. They came to me because my role at the time was someone that you went to if you wanted to book space or if you needed keys or, you know, things like that. I had an admin role. And so it was just, hey, you know what? We're a theater group. We want to maybe potentially rehearse here in this space. You've got a great boardroom. We kind of want to be here in this energy. Who do we talk to to get a key? I said, well, you talk to me. That's kind of what my job is, you know. So I had said, I'll I'll help you with your space. I'm really interested in your project. Could I be involved? Um, and next thing I know I was part of the group, uh, writing alongside them, performing, everything. So we we did a fringe together that year. Um and the, the show did pretty well. You know, we got invited to a couple of conferences later. Uh, we went yeah. to a hospital opening up in North Bay the following year. So we, we did a few things with that. And we had gone on to do other shows together as well. And that was kind of how I got myself back into it was through the, the fringes here in London.
0: How did, how did it feel to get back into it? Was it, was it, was it strange? Was it, was it unusual? Was it like coming home?
1: Um it was like coming home but it was terrifying at the same time you know uh-huh. and and certainly you know when you know people i work with you know um other parents of My kids, friends, you know, I mean, when, when basically everybody, you know, knows you're doing this and people are kind Mm -hmm. enough to come out. Um, So certainly it's, am I going to be able to face everybody on Monday? (laughs) You know, (laughs) yeah, no, thankfully everybody was pretty supportive and it it really just, and and, and what that process really taught me as well um, is my, my specific outlet, you know, is not Mm. necessarily being in somebody's play, but really my, my outlet is, um, you know, having, having a very strong hand in what's created. And, you know, I, that, that process taught me that I was a lot more of a writer than I had ever realized because it was the the writing and the creating was just as exciting, if not more so than the actual performing Mm -hmm. was. I mean, I love the performing as well, but certainly enjoyed the uh the the composition and the writing every bit as much.
0: Yeah, I've found in recent years that while occasionally it's I I find it uh nice to to do something that I have not created, Mm -hmm. but that I'm mostly fulfilled by when I am performing and creating something. Mm -hmm. So um Mm -hmm. if if I have a hand in the creation process, then that's sort of where I want to be mm-hmm. rather than just sort of a journeyman. I show up or, you know, mm-hmm. I show up and we do the job and then we go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Had you, I mean, you said that like you hadn't known that you were a writer beforehand, mm-hmm. like had was writing something that you had ever really tried before or was it when you got involved with, uh, with this group in London, that that really sort of, uh, became a thing for you
1: well that that was my my first experience doing something creatively like certainly I'd never written a script or anything like that before um, yeah so that 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 was really the first time that I had the chance to do something like that and was mm. was quite surprised at um I don't want to use the word easy it's it's never it's never easy but once I disciplined myself to, you know, once I got some ideas and disciplined myself to get them out onto paper, it it flows, you know, pretty quickly. You know, I mean, sometimes, you know, you look Mm. back at it the next day and it's like, Oh my God, you know, like maybe it's, it's not as great as you thought it was after, you know, after a couple of days have passed, but um, Mm. you know, just kind of tapping into that. Well, you
0: know, it's interesting about, about writing and that, that, like I can remember, I spent many years um, of you know writing something, and then sort of looking back, like you said, a, a couple of days later, and, and wondering about it. And I spent a lot of time. Um, well, if it wasn't good at, when it came out the first time, I was like, well, that's it. This is not going to be good. Mm-hmm. And it took me actually years to figure out that you know that's just the first draft, and the first draft, the job of the first draft is not to be mm-hmm. good it's just to be yes, done. Yes. Yes. And then you go back and you you make it good, but the first draft is never it's it can't possibly be a a, a finished product.
1: No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, no de- definitely no my my process when when I sit down and get started a lot t- tends to come out and then it's about looking at what you did and finding the bits that are worth keeping you know, and then fine tuning mm-hmm. and, yeah. and polishing that and, and making it more concise and more clear what's going on.
0: Do you find that the more you write, the more ideas that you have? Um, yes, sometimes, not
1: not not all the time, but um, it, it's, it's like anything. I mean, the, the more that you draw yourself to do it, then then the more that things can come through. Absolutely.
0: This is, you know, I think you said that you're traveling to St. John with, uh, with your husband or sorry, with your partner.
1: Well, both. Yeah. With, with my husband, yeah. Bill. Yeah.
0: Okay. And <laughs> Bill is, um, so he's the director. So you're, you're, you're going to have like a, a supportive partner helping out, uh, uh, at the fringe. Yes. Um, have you, <clears throat> excuse me, have you, uh, have you flyered on your own before? Is this, is this a new thing for you or?
1: Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, we're actually going to drive. Um, so we are going to be, uh, getting in our car and, and driving down yeah. there. So, and, and not, well, I mean that the last time I traveled, uh, to, uh, St. John, New Brunswick, I think I was five or six
0: years old. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
1: Haven't been back since, uh, that, so yeah.
0: Yeah. Are you, are you ready for, I, you know, I've never done the Fundy Fringe before, so, yeah. and I know that it's, it, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a shorter fringe, it's a smaller fringe, yeah. but. Um, I'm looking forward to, um, getting out and, and, and talking to people, even though Mm. my introverted self feels very self-conscious and wants to breathe into a paper bag (laughs) as a thought of it. Um, but I feel quite comfortable in St. John. Um, and, uh, I'm looking forward to, to, to getting out and, and, and seeing how people react to it. Mm. Um, What are you, I mean, since this is the first time Mm -hmm. that this show is really being performed, what are you looking forward to learning to discovering? Like, what are you, what are you, what are you most looking forward to about, about this show?
1: Um, what, what I'm looking forward to is the opportunity to use this as a medium to engage and, and connect with the audience, you know, that, that, that connection that happens between, I mean, the, the, there's the performer. I mean, you can have a great top-notch script, you know, really thoughtful cues, you know, all kinds of cool stuff like that. But the audience is every bit as much a part of that show as the person that's up there, mm-hmm. you know? And, mm-hmm. and I mean, you know, certainly I I can relate as well being a bit of an introverted person myself, you know, there's always that part of you that, As you say, you know, you want to throw up into a paper bag, but, you know, and then the the, the more that you talk about that and the more that you put that out there, the more you realize just how much everybody else is just like you anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Right. So
1: I'm I'm trying to be far less hung up on, is it good enough? Is it good enough? And what I'm really going after is, is this something that other people will feel connected to and, Mm -hmm. What I would, would, would love uh, for people to say about this afterwards is after I left, I was thinking about it because, you know, th- those, those mm-hmm. are the, the things that always, always really move me and the things that I appreciate the most are the things, if, it's, if I'm still thinking about this a few hours after I saw this, then that's mm-hmm. how I kind of measure
0: what I think was a good show, yeah. so... Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting what you're saying about about the audience because you know uh, a solo show. One of the the big challenges is that you know you you don't have a scene partner mm-hmm. that makes the audience exactly your scene yeah. Um, and I remember when I was talking with my director about performing The Commandment the first time. And, you know, he was like, he was, he was saying things like, you know what, when you, when you talk to the audience and, you know, when you make co- eye contact with the mm-hmm. audience and I was like, wait, wait, can you back up to the point where I have to like make eye contact with audience members. And he was like, well, they're your scene. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Like you have to make eye contact with your scene. Yeah. Partner. And I thought there was no way that I was going to be able to do that, but he was so right about mm-hmm. that, about how you know, making contact with the audience and how important mm-hmm. that is to a solo show. And you know what? I've seen people who, who, who don't do that quite mm-hmm. so much and you really lose something. Mm-hmm. The audience needs you. Yes. In a way that they don't, if it's not a solo show.
1: And, and, you know, something else that uh, a very wise friend uh, had said to me once, and that's, the audience wants you to succeed. You know, no one's walking into that theater hoping that you're going to trip or, you know, that something bad's going to happen. The audience is there because they want you to succeed. You know, they want you to as much. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The audience
0: doesn't. Yeah, you're right. They don't want to see a stinker. No. Nobody goes to the theater to say, oh, I hope this one is really shitty. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and, and they're on your side. And so they're yours Mm -hmm. to lose, which is, again, it's intimidating, but it's good to know that they're actually on your side. That's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, you know what? I'm, I'm at a point. Um, you know, it was, it was something I'd always wanted to do. I certainly spent enough time telling myself why I couldn't, shouldn't, wouldn't. And then when the chance came, it's like, you know what? I can, work this into my life. And I can do this, you know what I mean, without having to walk away from other things I enjoy as well. So
0: it's kind of interesting the way that we the things that we tell ourselves so vehemently that we couldn't shouldn't wouldn't are the things that 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 That's, you know, I've heard it referred to as the lizard brain, the thing that you are so afraid of, which is the thing that you need, but the lizard brain only wants, it only knows fear, hunger, and sometimes, you know, and sex. These are the three things that it knows, mostly fear and mostly hunger. But, you know, the fear is like a very real thing. And so if it's a challenge, if it's not comfortable, it makes you, it Mm -hmm. wants to run away. But often that's the thing that you most need to go towards. Yeah. Especially if you're spending if you' if your your brain is 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 so telling you not absolutely to do it. yeah did i mean after did had you had you been telling before you got involved with this this the theater group in London where had you been had you often thought maybe I should and you're you were telling yourself the story of no I couldn't i shouldn't
1: oh sure, absolutely yeah, you know my eyes would drift to audition notices and things like that, but you know again it's like ah. Uh, you don't know those people, oh, it's all a click, oh, you know, you know, that, that voice, right? So, you know, learning to uh, give it for less power, right? So yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Was there any kind of struggle when you first uh, joined the group? Were you? Were you? Were you scared to, to do it? Or? Like what was that like? Cause it's changed. It's a new mm-hmm. thing to go back to. Yeah. What was that like for you?
1: Um, it was um, a wonderful experience. I mean, of course, you know, getting ready for our first meeting that was intimidating. I was nervous. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly about 10 minutes after I walked in the room and met everybody and we just kind of got down to business with what we wanted to create and I was one of the group, you know, there was no distinction. Who's got the most experience? Who's done this? You know, it was, no, we all have it with with that particular project. It was more about the commonality of our ideas and the message. Mm. The the play that we wrote was about mental health. So we had some very definite things that we wanted the show to convey. And it was really more about creating what we wanted to be on the stage and then let's worry about who's got the longest theater resume. You know, we can figure that out when we're writing our bios in the program, you know, like that's really all that's about Mm -hmm. like really the, the sitting down and the mashing of the ideas theater background really had less to do with it and had more to do with what's our common messaging and theme with what we want to say here in this piece. And I was, and that, that tone was just something that I took with me, you know, again, with writing something like passing notes, it's a very, very different kind of a thing, but staying true to what is the point of this? You know, what is the point? Like, what is the point of what we're saying here?
0: Are there any uh, solo performers or solo shows that you were thinking of when you were working on this? Were there specific Uh, things that you'd Mm -hmm. seen that you wanted to to emulate?
1: Um, Certainly um, here in London, um, a performance from an actress, uh, Raven Duda. She did a solo piece here at the McManus. It was called Addictant. And I was kind of about maybe 80% of the way done with my script for passing notes. And then when I heard of this performance coming, I thought, oh, you know, i got to see that, you know, make make sure that I'm kind of on the right wavelength here with, with what I'm, or, you know, at least doing something that, you know, to see how it would hold up. Um, and that particular performance, again, I mean, a very different piece than what uh, my piece was, but that certainly encouraged me to to finish it and to keep going with it. I mean, it was a fabulous show and uh, Raven did a wonderful job and yeah. yeah. But, you know, I, I and and Oh, I was I was no, gonna go say, Please. um it's it's very physically demanding though, isn't it? You know, like it's it, it's it's yeah, you really have to be in good shape <laughs> or try to be anyway.
0: Well with a solo with a solo show, you can't you know, if they're in a show with other people, you will have moments where you're not carrying mm-hmm. the load. And so there's a moment where you can where you can sort of disengage for a second, even though, you know, you are not supposed to, but you know, we do. We have all have moments of like my grocery list after Mm -hmm. the show. And then you go back to it. You can't do that for a second. You have to be mentally and physically there for the whole thing. And so, yeah, you're right. It is exhausting. So, um, I found after, I think after my, one of my first performances, um, I finished the show and it was great, but I went backstage and I wept because it was just, uh, like the whole thing had been cathartic and, and, and this great release, but it was, and that actually took me by surprise that that after the show I would react to so much. The audience's reaction, the 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 show, the performance of like everything. Um but yeah, mm-hmm. you have to be prepared for for all of the things that come up during and after and, and and be on in a way that yeah, you don't have to be in a in a regular performance mm-hmm. with other people. Yeah. When are you, when are you, are you, are you, is your drive out going to be a direct drive or are you going to take some time, stop here and there, maybe stop and sh- smell the flowers and <laughs> see the sights. Or are you just driving straight out to see?
1: Um, you know, the, the ride home might be a little more, uh, sync that way, certainly getting there, you know, I mean, we, we've never <laughs> driven, um, on a road trip of this magnitude either. So I've got my trip tacker mm-hmm. book that the CAA membership, uh, put together for me mm-hmm. and all those kinds of things. So, I mean, yeah, we'll probably maybe have to stop um we're, we're going to be leaving on the Saturday. So we'll, we'll probably spend the night mm-hmm. somewhere um between there and St. John, yeah. but yeah. I mean, I ho- I hope we have yeah. some time to look out the window and enjoy what's going on and not just be freaking out on the 401 the whole time that sure. you know.
0: No, no. I mean, it's 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 it, uh, the the difference will be when you're coming home is you don't exactly. have a deadline of a, of a tech <laughs> rehearsal that, that's looming you exactly. can take the time after. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I want to thank you so much for for talking with me today about about passing notes, and I'm actually I'm looking forward to to meeting you in in St. John, and uh, uh, we'll go flyering, and we'll. That sounds we'll awesome, hang out. Phil.
1: Thank you so much for the opportunity to do this interview. I appreciate it.